Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, Cape Cod. It's high noon on Wednesday. Time for Life with Gwen. I'm Gwen Friss, the Lifestyles Editor here at the Cape Cod Times. This is a weekly talk show that you can watch on Facebook or on uh, our website. And also, you can get it as a podcast, which um, if you don't have time to sit down in front of the computer, just put us on in the car. And you do that by going to capecodtimes.com slash lifewithgwen, two ends and podcast. That uh, address will get you signed up and you will be able to listen in the car. We have a very special guest today and we want to thank Peter Dubay for coming. Peter is a professional uh, fundraising advisor. He helps groups, usually nonprofits, right? Always nonprofits. Always nonprofits. Um, He helps them to accomplish projects. And uh, you also have a project of your own, sort of a personal passion, yes. to create um, a philanthropy. Thank you. I knew I was going to have trouble with that word. But to create a habit of giving in right. families and, and a plan to do that. Right. So why don't you tell us about your, your professional gig right now? I think a lot of people will be interested. And then we can talk a bit about what you've been doing to uh, bring thanks for giving to the Cape Cod and to uh, to the islands. Great. Uh, well, I've been doing fundraising for 40 years. Um, a lot of it right here on Cape Cod, uh, starting with the YMCA and then uh, working with Cape Cod Hospital and the Riverview School and several other hospitals in the uh, southern New England area, uh, including South Shore Hospital and uh, Brockton Hospital. Very visible projects. Very visible. Usually capital projects where they have to raise large amounts of money mm-hmm. uh, usually to build a building or something significant. And right now I'm working on a, uh, a labor of love, if you will. Uh, it's the, uh, the restoration and maintenance of the Mayflower. And we're going to be celebrating the, uh, and commemorating the 400th anniversary of the Mayflower coming to America in 2020. And so right now the Mayflower is in Mystic, Connecticut, being totally restored and getting ready for that uh, really wonderful occasion. So they'll be bringing it back here. Is there a target date? Or? Yeah, well, wait, it has to be back by 2020. Uh, right. We're hoping the fall of 2019 and getting ready. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, looking forward to it. I know whenever uh, she goes through the Cape Cod Canal, we get lines of people on both sides. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll make sure that everybody knows the date that she'll be coming through the canal. We'll be there with our video cameras, I'm sure, uh, here at the Cape Cod Times. And of course, this is all connected to Plymouth Plantation, Correct. where I've spent many peaceful hours and once took the kids to learn how to make sausage. And their their uh, decision was that they would make it, but they were not going to eat it. <laughs> After seeing it made, I'm sure <laughs> that's a good reason. Uh, Plymouth Plantation has a lot of new projects underway, a, a new native uh, Wampanoag village being planned, uh, a six, uh, 1670 house called the Elizabeth Warren House, and of course a restoration of the, uh, the Mayflower. So there's a lot of new things happening uh, at the plantation. So if you haven't been there in a while, I encourage you to uh, come on back. 
I always love the uh, the opening day when all the animals come and and all the the uh, the historic portrayal folks. Uh, Correct. The, the interpreters, interpreters. Yes. I was trying to think of the word that they call themselves. So that is a fascinating subject in and of itself. But I want to take us back to. 1999, mm -hmm. which is when I first met you. That's right. You were, it was Black Friday, right. and you, along with um, throngs of shoppers and some student athletes from Barnstable High School, you were at Cape Cod Mall. Right. Why don't you start there? Because that's really the, the origin, I think, of Thanksgiving. Well, yes. And uh, one of the concerns that the administration at the high school and also donors in the community had was that everybody was off doing different things, trying to raise money for different groups. So I approached them, or they approached me and said, can you help us with our fundraising? And I said, sure, if you all cooperate and work together. And so we put together a walkathon. Uh, the day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday, and each group, and it wasn't just sports teams, it was Best Buddies uh -huh. and, and other groups, and uh, we had gotten corporate sponsors, and so the amount of and percentage of total dollars raised by a particular group was matched by corporate sponsors. Excellent, and and uh, that went on for two years. Yeah, we did that for two years, and uh, my daughter graduated from high school, and uh, and I tried to pass it along to the next group, but it's it's a little intimidating having to go out and get corporate sponsors and things of that sort. So uh, that was something I I could do and have done throughout my career, and uh, unfortunately, the, nobody picked up the the ball. Well, it, uh, but you didn't really totally let go because I know that during this time while you've been doing your professional campaigns, um, because we all have to work, uh, you also have been working personally on creating that sense of giving and there's been some it's still called Thanks for Giving. In fact, uh, your Facebook is... Uh, Thanksforgivingday.org. Okay. And uh, you also recently started a website. Right. And, you know, it goes back to that event uh, that we had in the mall. And what I was trying to do is uh, get the message across that it's, it's not about the biggest shopping day of the year. Uh, it could be about the biggest giving day of the year as well. So just teaching. Uh, or both. Yeah. And, and teaching young people about philanthropy. Uh, which is something that uh, not not everybody uh, focuses their energies on. They they typically will respond to a uh, an appeal. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's a difference between fundraising and philanthropy. Philanthropy is proactive, where you put together a plan and you decide which groups you're going to support, and you proactively do that on a on a regular basis. Whereas fundraising is a response to other people asking you for support, which which is what all uh, well and good. But the key to fundraising is to match the needs of the donor with the needs of the organization. And so when donors become proactive, it's it's really a good thing for everybody. So, and by proactive, um, I think you mean that you've thought, maybe discussed with your family, what you would like your giving goals to exactly. be. Exactly, exactly. And maybe taking a look at what you are personally you know, grateful for, mm -hmm. your, your own sense of gratitude. Right. And it seems to be a really important thing now because um, with, you know, GoFundMe on social media and several other sites, I, I don't think those are bad things, especially for like, you know, a house fire or mm -hmm. something sudden like that. But, but it can be overwhelming how many messages you get 
phone calls you get. I was telling Peter before we came on air that I really don't like to be telephone solicited. And I always ask the solicitor, are, are you a paid solicitor? And how much of each dollar is going directly to the charity that you are, um, you are fundraising for? One of the philosophies I uh, put forward is that think globally, but give locally especially if you volunteer with groups or you, you have a familiarity with a group, uh, just get to know them better and find out, you know, what percentage of their donated dollars goes to the, goes to the cause and, and not just to the administration. I am always surprised because they do tell you. I, I wonder if there's a law that they have to, uh, and, and it can be as little as six cents of the dollar mm -hmm. is going to, the, to this cause you want to support. So um, so thinking ahead to what your goals are for the year or maybe even longer is a way to, to make philanthropy a part of your life. Right. And I've come to the conclusion over the years of doing this is that uh, I'm focusing my energies on teaching children how to give. And in some cases, the children will teach their parents. And so I've come up with this concept of Thanks for Giving Day. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I've tried all different uh, avenues and uh, decided that the best way to do it is to teach a story. So I've developed a book. Which, Hold that up a little bit so everyone can see it. Which is a simple children's story. And uh, it also has a series of tools in an activity page uh, or pages and allowing people to actually do things such as one of the key uh, activities is doing a, what I call family pledge form where the family sits down together and says what do we want to support how much do we want to give and how are we going to do it mm -hmm. and so once you write it down and put it in uh, where everybody can see it uh, it really be becomes something um, more concrete and a part of your budget correct you know some uh, some companies uh, will uh, some companies will actually let you do it through your paycheck mm -hmm. and I found that that uh, supporting something like the United Way or right. any group you're you know the Y whoever uh, it's a good way because you don't even think about the money it just gets taken out right. all the time we have a question uh, from a viewer where can folks get the book well, right now you can go online. It's uh, If you go to my website, uh, thanksforgivingday.org, there's a button right there. You can actually uh, purchase the book through Amazon. Or uh, we have what I call a toolbox that includes the book. And the book in the toolbox is actually signed and personalized. But it also includes the family pledge form. It includes uh, labels. We, I have this thing called a Tommy Bank where you it's actually a piggy bank that you can put money aside, uh, and then we have an Illuminate candle. Plymouth 400 is ha has this event every Thanksgiving where people light candles and come together. Uh, and there's also what I call an honor card where you can make a donation in honor of somebody mm -hmm. and send it to the charity, and then the charity will send the uh, acknowledgement to the person who's being honored. Oh, so. so there's a whole series of tools uh, in that toolkit. And the, and the big one that... Uh, kind of evolved over time was an affiliation with Giving Tuesday. So the Tuesday after Thanksgiving, we have Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and now we have Giving Tuesday. 
which has become very, very popular across the country. And if you've made your plan for the year, you'll actually have some money left to do that. Exactly. Because those are big holidays in between, yeah, exactly. big shopping holidays, which we, we do not begrudge our local merchants. Uh, it's great if people are shopping locally. Right. And uh, now I think we should go back, though, because there could be some confusion between Giving Tuesday and Thanks for Giving Day. So, because especially Thanks for Giving Day has evolved and it's right. the date has changed. And right. So, Origi tell me about originally, that. when I was first uh, thinking about this, I wanted to create a day where it was a national day of giving or mm -hmm. a day of giving. And the folks at Giving Tuesday had the same idea. So, as we were uh, putting all my thoughts together, I had an opportunity to go to New York and work with the folks there. So I've decided that uh, Thanksgiving Day is the first Thursday of November. November is National Philanthropy Month, okay. and it begins the whole process of preparing for Thanksgiving holiday, but also for Giving Tuesday. Which, of course, comes uh, right near the beginning of uh, December, you know, right after Thanksgiving, that, that's right correct. at the end of November. Right. So, so this the month might be a good time for um, a family, especially if you want to do this with your kids. Exactly. To sit down and and uh, you know over a pizza dinner or something and and uh, have a a conversation about what's important to your family. So, and you didn't mention, but I I think you you uh, did mention to me that not only can kids who read this children's book be sharing these ideas with their parents, but but they may grow up to be parents who who have this as a part of uh, of their their family ethic, you know, their right. family uh, belief. It, it's a tradition. It's what I'm trying to mm -hmm. do is help them create a new family tradition. And in some cases, the children are actually teaching their parents that this is an important thing to do. Mm-hmm. That's uh, now. I think you've told me you spoke to some uh, classrooms, some kids, and yes, uh, I did a pilot project with a group of families in, at the Manamata Elementary School in Plymouth, mm -hmm. and there were fifteen families involved. And there's actually a video on my website that say it again. Thanksforgivingday.org, and uh, if you go in and click on the video, which is right on the the home page. You'll see a little explanation by me about what Thanks for Giving Day is all about, but also some conversations with some of the parents who actually did it last year. And it was quite rewarding for me to, to oh, hear that. I hadn't seen that yet, but I will check it out. It'll be good to see. And um, I was going to say that I you didn't really open this, but one of the things I noticed when I saw this book the first time is that uh, you were actually thinking about some about your grandchildren, right? Yes. In fact, my grandson is the model for uh, E.J. Winslow, who is a descendant of the Mayflower. And uh, his mother is a uh, Wampanoag Indian. Mm -hmm. So I've tried to, you know, balance that whole story uh, between the Native and the English uh, populations, which Plymouth Plantation does it. Definitely working uh, in the right area. Yeah, Plymouth Plantation does a phenomenal job of telling both sides of that story. And, you know, it's interesting too. I find that thinking about what you want to give for the year doesn't preclude you from doing something, you know, in the moment if someone That's you right. know has, has an accident or, or um, you know, Sometimes people need to go to Boston for medical care, or you know, whatever interrupts a family. One of the financially. yeah, one of the other things I propose is that you form what I call a uh, charitable checking account, 
where you actually put money into an account that's separate, that is specific and dedicated for your charitable giving. And it also gives you a record at the end of the year. So oh, go, go to your local. Because it's a tax suggestion. Exactly. But, you know, we used to do the old Christmas clubs where mm -hmm. you, we used to save money all yep. year round. So that's I kind remember. of, that's what I'm kind of proposing is that people go to their local bank, open a checking account and just dedicate that solely for their charitable giving. And even though we do everything electronically now, if you do have a little one or two at your side, you can bring cash in and, and make that deposit. It's a very physical way. Well, of, when you of, fill up your you Tommy know. banks with all those coins, you just bring it to the bank. Tommy? They, Tommy banks? Yeah. Why is it called Tommy? Well, Tommy is the, uh, is the character in the book oh, who's, okay. who's the turkey. Oh, I see. So there's a there's a there's a magic in the book as well, and Tommy comes to life. And you fill up your Tommy. So you fill up your Tommy bank with change, and you leave it out where people can see it next to your family pledge. Mm -hmm. And so whenever there's loose change, or when Grandma and Grandpa come, they can throw a few dollars in there, and then it, over a period of time, when it fills up, you bring it to your bank and put it in your charitable checking account. Mm -hmm. So on Giving Tuesday, you're able to make your gifts, or any time during the year. It, uh, it's interesting because, you know, there, there are so many people to think about. I heard on the radio this morning that um, the, uh, I think the chamber in Lawrence had put up a billboard mm -hmm. to uh, speaking about the folks who have been affected by the gas explosions in that area. And just that billboard, not necessarily from people who live in the area, but just those traveling through, had raised $20,000. Um, by having a website and, and a phone number. So there, there are those opportunities, but there can also be good intentions where, you know, and this is me watching TV late at night and, and you, you think, oh, I should give to one of these causes and you just don't make it those 10 steps to the computer. Yeah. So this way you would have it planned out right. and you could do some research too, because I often wonder whether, um, giving a gift to a place that has a huge endowment, even if they're doing great work, you know, how much that's going to help compared to giving to a, a, a group that's just starting out. And I imagine you need both, right? Right. Well, that's why I like organizations like the United Way, who do a lot of uh, vetting of where the gifts are going. And also the Needy Fund, the Cape Cod Times Needy Fund, is a wonderful opportunity to support your community and you know the money's going to the right place. Thanks, Peter. I, I, uh, it's nicer that you mentioned it first, but I, I do have a place in my heart for the Needy Fund and um, all of the work that it does because it is that sort of backstop to help people mm -hmm. in the community when they get in trouble, often on a, you know, a once or twice kind of basis. You know? So it, um, it seems to me that, that this has been a labor of love for all these years since mm -hmm. 1999, mm -hmm. you know, that's been running along with your professional work right. and using the skills that, that, uh, that you use professionally. Do you have any words of advice for, um, you know, theater, we see a lot of new theater groups, theater groups, uh, you know, any other local uh, schools, anybody who needs to raise money. Yeah. Um, do you, in addition to kind of going at it from, families becoming, you know, having a habit. Do you have any, any advice? Yeah, I do. Uh, you get focus on your mission. What is it that you do that's important, that's different than other people and different other than other groups and really focus on what makes your group unique and w what problem are you solving in the community in such a unique way? And, and that's your mission. 
And so okay. if you focus on your mission uh, and get the word out, uh, you're going to do well. That sounds great. And there, um, you actually, um, going back from, from that to the idea of, of developing family giving habits, mm -hmm. you, you heard from parents and, you know, we don't have the video here, but tell me a little bit about what you heard. Well, one of the things that kind of struck me when I was watching the video afterwards is one of the parents said that she didn't realize how engaged their kids were. They had made gifts on an annual basis and never involved their children. And so after sitting down and working with them and asking what they want to support, they started talking about other kids in their school. And one of them in particular was at Children's Hospital. And all the kids wanted to support them and help. And so they made their gift uh, for that. And so when, when the parents said, gee, I didn't realize that my kids were that engaged and, and knew that much about it, she said it was like an eye-opener. I think that, um, and tell me if you find this, but I think that being able to find a way to give, whether it's it, you know food to a family that's struggling or or money to to a big hospital that's you know uh, making children well, that it makes you feel better. It does. I always say, give to you feel, give to you feel good. That's yeah. a great expression. Give to you feel good. Yeah, and the other thing I want to stress is it's not just about money. It's about volunteerism. I always say it's time, talent, and treasure. Those are the things you can give. So it's not always money. You can give your time. Great way to meet people in your community. Absolutely. Uh, who have similar goals to to yours, mm -hmm. and uh, and then there's a you know there's also church giving too. Absolutely. As you're talking, I was thinking about growing up with the idea of tithing, yeah, a tenth of your um, of your income, mm -hmm. and um, even if that's not possible, you can start with you know one percent or two percent, right. and um, you can have a good year or a bad year. It seems like this is something that would be a good thing to review yearly and see how you can do. Absolutely, actually, it's a year-round program at the focuses on around the Thanksgiving and the month of November and leading into the holidays. But it's something you really should be thinking about year-round because you can accumulate your money year-round. Mm -hmm. and, and Special uh, checking accounts. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's like I say, it's just a wonderful opportunity for families to talk about things. And really it's a way for parents to share their values with their children. And, and learn what their children learn are concerned, what yeah, exactly. concerned about. Exactly. I think um, we're sort of coming to the end of our time, so I wanted to ask you if we could talk a little bit about the link between gratitude and giving, which in my mind are very closely linked. Right. Well, Thanksgiving was an opportunity for people to stop and, you know, really give thanks, and that's what gratitude is all about. Um, and, uh, again, that, so I, I've kind of going off the theme of Thanksgiving, which started in Plymouth almost 400 years ago. And uh, so why not start a new tradition, uh, Thanks for Giving Day, uh, which is basically starting in Plymouth and on the Cape um, as we go forward. And one more time, run down the uh, the holidays, the, the special days, and when they are. Well, I also wanted to mention that Philanthropy Day Cape Cod 
is coming up on October 30th, mm -hmm. where all, a lot of uh, organizations get together and share ideas and, and learn mm -hmm. techniques on how to be. Is that an open thing? Can you uh, contact them if you'd like to come and represent your group? How does that work? Yes, I think if you if you go to the uh, Cape Cod Foundation mm -hmm. website, uh, there's what they call the uh, Philanthropic Partners of the Cape and Islands. PPCI, and they actually host it. It's a group that uh, has worked together okay. for over 25 years. I was part of the group that started it way, right. way back when. And um, they're taking registrations now, and it fills up. Uh, last year, they had over 500 people. Yes, the foundation does wonderful work. And, and you know, I, I think that we want to make clear that we're not talking about uh, reinventing the wheel. There, Correct. there has been um, things going on. We're talking about sort of organizing the wheel so that it's easier to make sure it doesn't fall through the the cracks. And, and, and sometimes there is duplication. Mm -hmm. So, so if groups can kind of work together a little bit more, uh, I think it's good for everybody. And you have some book signings coming up, and people will be able to buy the book there too. Yeah. Uh, my good friends at Titcom's Bookshop in Sandwich on Route 6A. You know the one with the little wooden guy outside? Well, now yeah. we think he's metal. And really? Yeah, because ah. somebody ran it over a couple of years ago. Oh, so, so they redid oh, it, and, and that's Ben Franklin. And so Titcom's Bookshop on Thanksgiving Day, which is November 1st, mm -hmm. and 4 to 6. Okay. And then at the Sandwich Public Library on Saturday, November 3rd, uh, I think it's going to be 1 o'clock. We haven't set the final time, but... Okay, go on their so website. if you'd like to meet Peter, if you'd like to uh, buy a copy of the book or, or the kit, right? You'll yeah, have those we two. have the toolbox as well. And um, start making, giving a tradition. I'm going to stretch this out just a little because I can tell that our producer, Patty Bangard, is, is scribbling in the background. Uh, let's see. Um, Oh, all right, from Jane Reed Wilson, and she says, so many people need help. It's good to find ways to do that. And that's really what that's you're what all, about, all about, Peter, whether it's professional or your, you know, your, um, your other passion to, to work with families and in giving. And, uh, and it doesn't have to be a ton of money. You know, that's we correct. are amazed at uh, how we sometimes see gestures where kids give ideas or they um, they give what they have and or they do a lemonade stand or they yeah. do something uh, because you know that really shows the true spirit every drop in a bucket it helps to fill the bucket absolutely so well so i hope that you all feel very inspired to give to to think about what you can you can give um, to sort of uh, remember how grateful you are. Um, Theodora Terlizzi, is this someone you know? No. No? Well, thank you. She's given us a thumbs up. Thank, thank you, you so much. Um, we hope that uh, you've enjoyed today's conversation and it's opened some roads for you to think about your giving. Um, so here's an early Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. The best to you, Peter. Thank you very much, Gwen. Thanks for coming. Appreciate it. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.